TPC Summerlin for the Shriners Children Open. We're up on the hill inside the giant tent. You can come find us. We'll give you an ESPN Las Vegas shirt, or you can uh, bid on some of the sign memorabilia that is up here. Now, we're going to be joined uh, in a few minutes with uh, by Parker, one of the patients with Shriners, uh, who's got a really good story. Can't wait to talk to Parker. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about the Raiders a little bit here. Uh, I've been meaning to ask you this. Do you believe Derek Carr ended the criticism of Devontae Adams not getting the ball enough? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it helped what he did last week with the Devontae Adams. Um, I I don't know week to week what's going on with these guys in terms of the targets and how they're playing out. And you heard you you said it best the other day about what Josh McDaniel said about how games play out and how people shouldn't be as worried about that. But I think they are given what they gave up for Devontae Adams and how much they paid these guys. Uh, criticism of Raider Nation. That goes hand-in-hand hand with pretty much everything they do, right? I mean, everything on Twitter is criticism of Raider Nation. I, it's curious because Adams, he had nine catches for 101 yards in uh, last week's game. And there, there was a whole week about Devontae Adams not getting the ball enough, Devontae Adams not being involved enough. Nine for 101s, uh, really good. The part that I found interesting was the very first drive of the game. Carr threw six passes on that one. The first pass, Carr was looking for Adams, mm-hmm. but he was yep. covered do a check down to Josh Jacobs. Yep. The second pass, Carr throws to Adams, who was not open, uh, got 20 yards because he threw a back shoulder fade there. Carr did throw one away. Adams was actually on the bench for the third pass. The fourth pass, they hit Adams on an eight-yard out, uh, out route. Fourth pass was the first time that Adams was not the primary target. They threw to Devon, or to uh, Darren Waller. And then the final pass was incomplete, looking for Devontae Adams in the end zone, was the only guy Carr looked at. So they came out and on the first on the first drive he was looking for Devontae Adams on all but one pass in that first drive so I think they came out and went out of their way to make sure Devontae Adams was going to get his targets and then he ends up catching nine for 101 so I do think that was sort of purposeful I guess the question is going forward can they continue to do that and does it matter if they continue to do that for winning games 
Well, I don't think it should matter to Derek Carr if it means, like you just said, winning the game. Right. I mean, he should do anything he can to win the game. If that means targeting him zero times or 12 times, targeting him zero or 12, as long you know, as, long as you know that's going to you know, lead to a win. Does it matter to fans? Absolutely. So they are probably going to have Hunter Renfro back this week. Yeah, non-contact. Uh, uh, took that jersey off yesterday, yeah, so he so looks good. Wednesday was his first practice since leaving the Arizona yeah, game the with a concussion. Non-contact jersey Wednesday, but yesterday, no non-contact jersey. Um, also, Darren Waller was in a non-contact jersey on Wednesday, yeah, that too. Was, but I don't know if that was maintenance. Yeah. Or Nothing was wrong with but that. But then he was back to a right. regular jersey yesterday. So both, we're assuming here both of those guys are going to play with Devontae Adams. The interesting part about the criticism of Adams' targets is, and granted they didn't have Hunter Renfro for the game when he got the most criticism, but kind of the entire point of the way they built the roster was you have Adams, Renfro, and Waller. And Waller. And the idea there is, okay, if the defense wants to go out of its way to stop Adams or Waller or Renfro. The other two are open. You have the other two. The issue, and again, Renfro wasn't uh, in the game, in the third game of the season, but Waller didn't do a whole lot, right? It was Mac Collins that did a whole lot, which is still fine. You can throw it to Mac Collins. But that's the interesting part to me is, is that going to be a narrative all season? Or are we going to look at it more of, okay, well, Devontae Adams, you know, had five catches for 33 yards. Meanwhile, Hunter Renfro had 106, and Darren Waller had 89. Yeah, exactly. And you look around. But wasn't that what they, like you said, not only how they built it, that was the whole premise of everything they did. Right. That they had three instead of two. And I think the the other issue, though, and when you look at, like, Devontae Adams' numbers and and targets and everything, the other issue is obviously winning is going to dictate, you know, the narrative of thing. If they lose and Devontae Adams has 26 yards again. Then we'll hear about it. Right. If they win, we'll probably still talk about it, but not as big of a deal. But I think the the more specific area is the red zone. Because Which this team again a disaster has not been good in the red zone. No. They're not. They're not Denver, by the way. Quick side note. Oh man. Oh, what what was the stat last night? Two for thirteen. Uh, they had three touchdowns three for 13? going into the game last night, and obviously didn't score again. And so they have three red zone touchdowns. They are. I think they're scoring a touchdown. It's twenty one percent of their red, red zone, zone drives. Trips. Like they've they've had a decent amount of red zone drives this year. They just don't score yeah. touchdowns when they get. Well, there. we they, saw why last night. Right, they either turn it over or. They kick a field goal, right. and it's just it's un it's unreal. The Raiders, the Raiders haven't been that bad, <laughs> but the Raiders. But I don't think they've been in the red zone as much, have they? Um, I'd have to go back and look. They've been in the red zone a decent amount. They've got they're they're I think top half in terms of red zone trips this season. Um, but they, again, another year where they haven't been good, and I think that's that's where the more specific criticism is I think going to come and also is more deserved. If this is a team that loses and doesn't score a whole lot of points, and especially if this is a team that settles for field goals, last week they won the game, but they, they kicked three field goals yes. Carlson that three were field goals. shorter than an extra point, yeah. right? So if that continues, they lose a game when they kick three field goals of you know 30 yards. You're going to look around and say, okay, how are you not making Devontae Adams work in the red zone? Because in Green Bay, one of the best red zone targets well, in the league. And the if other not one, the when best. he's healthy, is Tonda Renfro, right. the way he runs routes. Right. So that, I think, is where the more specific criticism is going to come. It's not so much about how many targets and yards does Adams have over the course of an entire game, as long as the offense is you know, moving the ball. It's going to be more about, okay, when you get in the red zone, are you scoring? And if you're not, how, how are you not using Devontae Adams to score? Because here's the thing. If you get in the red zone and Jacobs runs it in from 12 yards then out. that's fine. 
Doesn't Nobody matter. cares. Right. You get in the if you get in the red zone and you hit Darren Waller or Hunter Renfro for a touchdown. It doesn't go through their stands for an interception <laughs> in the back of the end zone. That's right. Maybe they shouldn't throw to Waller. But it's it's fine. But it's when you struggle and you have Devontae Adams in the red zone, you're gonna look around and say, How are you struggling right. in this? And by the way, I'm Darren Waller. Uh what's where I have it on our rundown. He's the twenty first best tight end by pro football focus grades. There's well, he's been, got that cash, there's got been that bag. Sixty five graded tight ends. Uh twenty one's not bad. Not but, great. But Darren Waller is viewed as a top five tight yes. end in football. Oh, and by the way, Darren Waller, or excuse me, Foster Moreau is 11th out of 65. So Foster Moreau's graded higher by pro football focus. And on top of that, Darren Waller's had some drops. Yes. Um, a key one. Is Darren Waller not an elite tight end anymore, or is this a small four-game uh, sample size? I think you hope. If you're them, obviously you hope it's a small sample size. I think it's a small sample size. I'm not ready to say he's not a top five tight end anymore, but he has not been great. There's no yeah. question about that. Like they have not gotten the high end production, production out that of they him. did last year, and especially like injuries happen in this sport. So between those big three, Adams, Renfro, and Waller, if one of them goes out, the other the other two you can't have dropped passes, right? right? It's it's one thing if you're like, oh, the defense took away Adams or something like that. It's another thing if. You're getting balls thrown to Waller, and they hit him in the hands, and he's, and he's dropping them. And it goes not catches, hands. and that it, it's it's interesting because I, you know, four games in, I think I'm I'm agree, agree agreement with you that it's not a big concern at the moment that we're not sitting here saying Darren Waller's just he's done he's for. Lost he's lost it. Yeah, got his money. It's time for Foster Moreau to start playing, but. If he struggles again this week, struggles and, you know, come out under the bye and has a bad week or something, like if we get into six or seven games and Darren Waller is still having drop issues or, you know, is only putting up like 36 yards a game or something, we're two or three games away from it being a legitimate conversation yeah. about what is Darren Waller to this team and what is Darren Waller to the future because that's sort of the the big concern is they, they paid all these guys. And granted, they can get out of a lot of the contracts, but you paid all these guys. You need. You can get out of his as well. You need most of them right? to work out. Uh, yes, I can't remember the exact. I think the only on ones his. Crosby you can't get out of and Colton Miller. Colton Miller. You wouldn't want to get out of those yeah. anyway. And uh, Chandler, Chandler Jones, they're committed to for two, two years. Two. Yeah, I mean they could get rid of him, but they'd eat a lot of dead right. cap hit, and they'd still have to pay him. But uh, the rest of them, they can. They don't have the guaranteed money kicks in. It's guaranteed this year, but for like Carr and Adams and Renfro. and I'm blanking on one, but for most of the guys, the guaranteed money is for this year, and then it kicks in. For the next, next two year. years, but not until they commit to those guys being on the roster right. in February or March, whenever that March. date is. So they, they will have a small window in the offseason if they want to get rid of some of these big uh, dollar contracts, if they want to. And Waller might be trending that way, right? Again, four games, it's early. Uh, the other part on that conversation, do we put any blame towards him holding in or being injured, whatever the issue was during the training camp yeah. that he wasn't out there? I mean, I wish I knew the real reason. Yeah. Because it was holding in. I'd put more blame on him than if he's actually hurt. Yeah. Because it's. If he had the hamstring, then if he's actually hurt, then I, I get it. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, you can't, you're not going to hold hurt. it against him. Yeah. But if he was truly holding in, if that was a legitimate, hey, I'm not showing up, uh, or I'm not going to, he was there, I'm not going to participate until I get a contract, that's something to look at. And. Again, we're all, we're speculation here because we don't know exactly what happened. But when he fired Clutch Sports, fired his agency, and went to Drew Rosenhaus, part of the thing we speculated on was Clutch having him hold in, and he mm -hmm. didn't want to right. do that because as soon as Drew Rosenhaus was announced as agent, Drew Rosenhaus came out and was like, "Yeah, he's going to be at practice." Yeah, right. So I do. I I almost wonder if there's a level of hey, Waller was holding in, 
and it's because Clutch was telling him to hold in, and he didn't like that. He didn't want to do that, so he fired his agent and found somebody else and said, hey, get this done. And he was, hired, and he was well, yeah. signed pretty quickly. And I'm going back to practice, and now he's off to a slow start, which is uh, less than have ideal. We, have we forgotten the part about play calling and cool. how I think he – is not aggressive enough at times or maybe too aggressive at times in terms of his play calling. You know, his his idea that, you know, you run on first down, well, if you don't get a lot worth throwing on second, it becomes too predictable. Yeah, they they have, I don't know, it, it's it's been hard to exactly determine, like, how much is Derek Carr, how much is the Josh offensive McDaniels. line, and how much is Josh, Josh McDaniels. McDaniels. Because the offensive line, even though it it hasn't been a complete disaster the last couple of weeks, I still think there's a level of, of, hey, we can't really call a bunch of deep developing pass plays, right? We can't call something that we need three seconds for the no. receiver to come open because of the offensive line. But if we're talking about McDaniels, he does get blamed for that because he helped construct this roster right. and they ignored the offensive line. So it happens, right? But I, I do think that's some of it. Like, it's a little bit hard to say, oh, you got to throw it deep more just because – well, cars probably get hit if you're throwing it deep right. more, and that's not ideal. All right, coming up next, we're out here at TPC Summerlin. Coming up next, we are going to be joined by a patient from the Shriners Children's Hospital. Parker joins the show. Wilson out of the gun, ball in the near hash. Shotgun snap, Wilson looking, dancing, scanning, throws in the end zone. Oh, God! For the Shriners Children's Open. Went a little early, but that's okay. But we're live out here on the hill underneath the big tent. Uh, there is some memorabilia out here to be auctioned off. So you can come on by, find us. We might give you a no, free Nobody's t-shirt. come out for our free Nobody's t-shirt wanted our t-shirt. They're get, more interested get, in the get, Michael get, get Jordan jersey. Come on. Uh, so you can come on out, find us, and bid on some stuff. But we're joined now. Uh, by Parker, who is the National Patient Ambassador for Shriners Hospital for Children, and Mel Bauer, the CMO uh, for Shriners as well. Uh, Parker, Mel, how, how, how are you guys, guys doing, doing today? Good day so far? I'm doing pretty well. It's been a nice day so far. Yeah. So uh, Parker's out here. He's got a prosthetic leg. Would you mind telling us your story and what Shriners has done for you? Yeah. So a few years ago, me, um, we were me, my mom, and my little brother were on the way to school. And then my mom had a seizure while she was driving, so I turned the car away from the traffic that was coming on towards the road. So after that, they had to amputate my right leg um, below the knee. So then um, just we started going to Shriners after that, and it's just been a great experience ever since. Uh, What was it like for you uh, walking again? after getting the prosthetic leg it felt funny it was a new thing you know having to uh, readapt but after a few after a few you know a little bit of time it got it got better you're a huge into sports play a lot of sports when you first came out of it and knew learned how to walk in how quickly did you want to go back to sports because i saw a clip of you that was one of the things you were worried about that you wanted to play at the level you used to play yeah it was almost immediately so i just did all i could to um you know start playing sports again and yeah, here I am now. You uh, played a game Wednesday out yes. here. Uh, 
football, what what position do you play? I play defensive end for football. All right. nice. Did you get any sacks on Wednesday? I got one sack, Uh-oh. and then, um, yeah. <laughs> Just okay, then we need you to play kid. for Chandler Jones from the Raiders. <laughs> he hasn't had a great year, so we'll put you in a defensive end, and you can have a yeah, sack. You'll be good to go. <laughs> um, what What is your favorite sport to play? My favorite sport is basketball, but all my friends will tell you that I'm better at football. Oh, okay. okay. All right. What What is it about basketball you like uh, the most? Just the 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 back and forth. You know, it's never like uh, like the only really big time you have like a break is either a timeout or halftime. But with football, you know, you have the huddle and you just get a break every. I just like the fact that you know it's never a moment where you rest. Have you Have you played golf before? Uh, not. Not, I'm not big on golf. I just play with my Aunt Seeley sometimes. Okay. All right. All cool. right. Uh, Mel, uh, how you doing? Nice I'm to see you. good. How are you? Good. <laughs> Talk a little bit about Parker and how he kind of defines what you guys do at Shriners and his, his story. You have many of them. Yeah, we, you know, Parker is one story. It's one family that represents the more than 1.5 million uh, families that, that have been touched through the, the work that Shriners has done over the past 100 years an amazing amazing place i was able to visit i think sacramento yes i was able to visit the hospital there and it was it was just amazing um so about you know helping out at this golf tournament and and the the sponsorship of the golf tournament how how important it is to get the shriners name out to so many people at once yeah so you know our our mission has been going on for 100 years and we're able to do that because of the generosity of, of donors and people that support us all around the country and what a tournament like this does is it allows us to tell our story on a national stage. It allows a whole new group of people to learn more about who we are. They, they do that by, by seeing and meeting Parker and, and learning about his story and, and knowing that there's so many more stories just like his. And it gives them an opportunity to really engage with us. This is such a unique golf tournament because um, our patients are integrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, they're not, we're not standing on the sidelines. They are going to be walking the course all day this on Saturday and Sunday this weekend, carrying the standard, walking with the pros, and and really showing the world what they can do, which is anything they want to do. Parker National, patient ambassador with Shiners with us, and uh, Mel, the CMO. Uh, Mel, I'm curious, what have you seen, not just with Parker, but with other kids, sports helping them get back, sports helping them return to whatever sense of normalcy they can? So, so kids that, that love to play sports, I think, you know, have an edge, really, because they're already competitive, and they already want to get back in the game. And that's, that's a big phrase that we use at Shriners is, we want to help as many kids get back in the game as possible. And so many kids that are driven by sports and are motivated by that competition and, and playing with their friends, that's, that's what they're aiming for. And so it, it's, it's great. Um, and there's so many patients, just like Parker, who that's what they want to do. Uh, they want to be back in the game. And that's what we want to do at Shriners. We want our kids to live their best life. And, and for some kids, that's going to be sports. Other kids, it might be you know, dance or ballet or, or whatever their thing is. But we want every one of our kids that comes to our doors to live their best life. And, and that's what we try to do every single day is allow those kids to do that. And we're able to do that because of the generosity of donors, um, the incredibly skilled physicians and nurses that are part of our healthcare system. It, it just it all works together to allow you know kids like Parker to to have a real challenge in life and to overcome that, and then to be sitting here talking about how he did in his game Wednesday night. <laughs> right. That's that's what we do. Parker, you have favorite teams? Which sport? Which football. Is, football. My favorite team is probably the Bills right now. Okay, uh, it's a good Look pick. And then basketball. Basketball, probably. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the Hornets. The Hornets, oh, all, nice, right. all right. Mellow ball. Yeah. Mellow ball. Gonna be good. Are the Hornets gonna be good this year? Hopefully I they're gonna so. be good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they got the mobile. All right, what what about the Bills do you like? 
Um, I just like, you know, <clears throat> the unity. You know, I feel like they're, they just connect. Like, whenever it's like a game, I just feel like their connection is better than um, other teams. I feel like some teams may be focusing on getting this right and getting that right. They are not focused on perfection. They're focused on, you know, coming together as one and making sure the job gets done. Did you get to watch him play at the Ravens this past weekend? I did. I saw at the um, I saw the game with my grandpa last. Second half was better than the first half. It was. <laughs> you um, talked a little bit about, because uh, coming back from what happened to you, the, the strength you you earned, I mean, it must have come from your family as well. You needed a lot of strength. It had to be like a family uh, bond here that kind of brought you through and got you back. Yes. Yes, so, um, you know, just the – you know, staying together, how I said before, staying together and everyone uplifting each other is just what helps, you know, the support and the base of getting back to um, the normal lifestyle I was living before. How how long was that time period for you to, to actually get back to playing sports, let alone just walking, but actually playing in football and playing in basketball? About like four weeks. Four weeks? Four uh, weeks. Yeah. Ready to go. Mm-hmm. After I'm saying after the prosthetics, yeah. once I got the prosthetic. Right. Yeah. It was about four weeks, and okay. then I started playing basketball again. Okay. How's uh, yeah, basketball is your favorite? How's ask you about walking and running? How's how's jumping? It's um, yeah, I, I don't know a lot. Oh, <laughs> uh, a did lot you, of my did you have to relearn none, none like how do. to jump, basically. <laughs> yes, like, I that? did, but um, you know, it's um. It needs some work. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You're sitting at a table with people who need work. Yes. We do <laughs> anyway, too. so that's fine. We do too, very much so as well. So Parker with us, National Patient Ambassador, and Mel Bauer, the CMO, uh, CMO with uh, Shriners Hospital for Children. Um, Mel, I'm just curious from this event standpoint, like how important is it for Shriners to be involved with this type of tournament out here in Las Vegas? Yeah, the Las Vegas tournament has been um, a, gr- a great part of what we do, you know, for more than a decade now. And and what's great about this event is not only we integrate patients, but you know, a, a major golf tournament like this on the PGA Tour it takes a ton of volunteers. We have almost a thousand volunteers here this week, over three hundred of which are Shriners, and so they come out to support their kids. They see Parker as one of their kids, and so um, a tournament like this is is hugely important um, for us um, in terms of, of telling our story and allowing um, you know so much interaction between the, the pros and our patients and and you know being on shows like yours just to allow as many people as possible to know that the work that we do and that you know we're here for kids no matter what it doesn't matter um you know what their family may or may not be able to afford to pay right. shriners has always been a mission you know oriented organization it's very different <laughs> in a world of health insurance and all that um you know for 100 years we've taken care of kids no matter what and we'll do what's best for them no matter what um, we can do that because of the generosity of of how many people support us yeah. well wow. yeah, it's an amazing place Mel Bowers and Parker, National Patient Ambassador. We appreciate both of you yep. joining us this morning. That was what phenomenal. I am in the eighth grade right now. Good for you. Great. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming thank on. Uh, have a thank good you. weekend. Yep. So there's, good uh, luck. There's Parker and Mel. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Cassie Soto. Hello, Cassie. Hello there. Oh. Hi. Were you waiting for me to say hi? No, of course not. We were we were talking about something else. Yeah, we're good. We were we were ignoring the show for a minute. How are you, Cassie? Okay. No worries. (laughs) Yeah. Not your fault. Um, okay. Here's an important question. Do you know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow? Yeah. October eighth? Is this a Golden Knights question about what day it is? (laughs) 
What? No. A Golden Knights question? Did you not see that video? They were asking everybody what day it was on October oh, 3rd because it was Mean Girls right. Day. That's right. Some, no. of, some of the players participated. Others like, you know what, i got to get to practice. Don't ask me any <laughs> stupid questions. Uh, no, uh, tomorrow would be a special day, Cassie, because tomorrow is Ed Graney's birthday. <gasps> Edward! And he does, he's, he's, the guy, he's the guy that doesn't tell anybody either, so. Oh, well, now we have to go all out. What are yeah. we doing? Yeah, he's, he's flying to Kansas City. <laughs> you know, oh, and you, right. And You're you leaving know the, a day early? Uh, Saturday night, stay over. Cheaper flight. Um, you know, uh, you know, the children are home. Uh, I told you that the other night because of, uh, I never, did you, by the way, did you, I don't know if Tyler knows this. Did you repeat as champion as trivia champion on Wednesday night? Oh, you went back? No. You got beat? You got beat? Yeah. By two guys. So it was you, Adam and Sam Gordon. It was me, Adam, Sam Gordon, um, the fiance and and two other coworkers. Jeez. And two people beat you. You got like seven people. Their their team name was Baked Beans. Yeah, well, they baked you. <laughs> they baked you. That's right. What are you talking about? Two pe- Wow, yeah. that's embarrassing, Cassie. They well, got you, us. You had the championship the week before, right? Uh, yeah, two weeks before. We we took a bye week last last uh, week after to so celebrate. Took, the, took the bye week. So uh, yeah. what was what was the uh, trip up this week? The seventies, the eighties, the nineties. Any any kind of era that you couldn't get fast. Uh, we couldn't figure out the one that really stumped us was that they would like put a picture of people uh, or of a person, and then you had to get obviously write their name, and then if they were from the U.S., Europe, or neither. Ooh. And like we didn't know the prime minister. We knew she she had to be from Europe, but we didn't know her name. And then there was a couple of of actors that we didn't know that nobody knew, like just very obscure actors. So we got like a seven out of. Like eighteen on that round. Is it was this supposed to be extremely difficult trivia? What do you mean they put up actors that nobody knew? How do you have actors that nobody knows? Uh, well, I mean, in our group that nobody knew. Ah, oh, you guys are just that's idiots. It. Okay, that's fine. That's yeah, it. That's yeah, fine. yeah. The baked beans got you. Is that it? Were they <laughs> baked called, were they beans. Baked they bean? got us. They knew who the prime minister was. Good for them. They did. They did. Uh, Cassie, if you are Max Crosby, are you missing a football game to see the birth of your child? I keep going back and forth on this one. Oh, wow. I like this answer. Because you know they're going to lose without you. <laughs> but it's your first child. So I, I, I was you, selfishly. You don't I'm get so, the answer anymore. You, this is just an elitist you, older child answer is what you're giving. This is your first, as if the second child isn't special too. I mean. Well, hold on. The first, that's the first. It's the first child. It's, there's, there's something magical about it, I hear. And it's then there's the second, the second and the third, and, third. and it's just no. like whatever after that. It just becomes routine. I got to give you credit, though, as one of the lead reporters in that locker room for the Review Journal. You are the one who brings out the best oh. of Max Crosby when it comes to this situation. I, yeah, he, we're baby talking. Yep. Yes, yeah, I'm like, no I need, he, showed me, he showed me the video. Yes. Of the baby moving, he's like, "Look at this!" And he pulls his phone out, and he's like, "It's like an alien in there." Yeah. See, I think the right answer is regular season game. You skip and go see your child being born. Playoff game? Nope. Sorry, baby. I'm gonna. I gotta go and play in the playoffs. Okay, but it's also the Chiefs, and it's also right before the bye week. So his teammates are gonna be angry for two weeks. 
What are uh, they going to be? He's the only good one on the defense. What are they going to be mad at? That's what I'm saying. So it's like, bro, if we need skips. you. Like, just tell her. And and then he did tell us. He was like, yeah, she's going all natural, too. And I'm just like, ugh. Uh, I, I might have induced. I was, <laughs> I was going to ask you how you would feel if your significant other didn't show yeah, up. Yeah, he went to a soccer but, game. Yeah, but you didn't let him. You were mad when he went and played soccer on Christmas night after he was with you for 36 straight hours. So I know how you would feel. Okay, if there's like $98 million involved, though, I might change my tune. He's not losing the money if he goes to see his baby's oh, born. I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, well. So if Estrus was rich, he'd get away with a lot more. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> so if Estrus had a lot of bag, she'd be like, you know what? I'd like you there, but I get all these cool things because you have a lot I of mean, money. So, you face, know. FaceTime, I guess, right? Yeah. Can he FaceTime on the sideline? Is that against NFL rules? Can he be fake? Can he just take he a series put it on one off? of those tablets. Oh, that's right. Get it no, on the, on the tablet. Tablet? tablets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that works. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, I saw the tweet this morning, the screenshot of the text messages, but how is your mother handling the Broncos season so far? Uh, I mean, I think you saw the bitmoji. She said, <laughs> I think that's as, as best as we could hope for. Uh, yeah, she is not, not happy. So obviously, um, the Broncos were in town last weekend, and I don't know if you saw any of those pictures, so my whole family is all Raiders fans, and then it's just her sticking out bright orange with her bright orange wig, and it was so funny. She, like, they were sending me pictures of her in like, the first half, and she's all having fun, and then the very last picture my sister sends me, she just has like both hands on her face and is just sitting in the stands, <laughs> like just sad, just sadness. So, you've, you've yeah, never... I don't think... Well, you've never told us how this came to be because Los, the dad, and the kids are such huge Raider fans. Uh, did she, is she from Denver? No, she just fell in love with John Elway for some re- oh, weird no. reason. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. That's a little weird. That's a little strange. Yeah. Yeah. Just love so John Elway. Yeah, I yeah. know. I mean, my I have a cousin who lives in Denver, and uh, they're big Broncos fans, season tickets and everything, but her son – is a Kansas City Chiefs fan just to basically spurn her parents. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's great. Well, and my, I, li- and I think my youngest Mahomes. sister was a Bronco, and then the Raiders came, and she's like, sorry, Mom. Oh, man. She's and so now silly. she's, yeah, she's so now silly. she's silver and black. Yep. <laughs> Your mom needs to put the Elway highlights yes, on and get her back. Win her back. Did you – did you see the picture of Mark Davis eating it in and out by himself? I did. Okay. I really did. Yes. All right. A couple I, of questions. Just... How how do you feel about eating by yourself at a restaurant? Never. Oh, wow. wow. I'd do it. I do. I would never. I would really? never. Would you no. go to a movie by yourself? No. Oh. oh man, I've done that a lot. Cassie, no. you got you got too much social pressure oh, on my yourself. Gosh. I do. I really do. I'm just like, even waiting too long by myself, I'm like, oh, my God, everyone's going to think I'm a loner. Oh, wow. Back in the day, I, I do have big social insecurities. I do. Wow. I know my, I know my, my uh, flaws. No wonder, no wonder S can't go play soccer. He's got to wait in yeah, line at Cassie somewhere. Exactly to get the food. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I'm going to um, Cafe Rio. I can't stand in line yeah. by myself. You can't go play soccer. That's right. Uh, the other important Wait, first of all, we're not going to Cafe Rio. Oh, Second it's delicious. Oh, it's oh hold on. Hold on. We never, oh, I got to ask you this question. Take shots. I got to ask this shots. question. No, no. <laughs> you Cafe never know Rio's who might delicious. be out there. Um, <laughs> 
Cassie, me and uh, Brandy, my fiance, were at Cafe Rio over the weekend, and we shared some nachos, and we got double meat on it. But the person who makes the food is different from the person that checks you out. And when we got up, they asked us what kind oh. of meat we had, and my fiance said, oh, shredded chicken, and we got double meat. <gasps> no, Thank Brandy. you. You are the only person on my side. Everybody oh, else has got these sh- moral standards. No. No, if there's extra guac, we don't tell them. That's what they get for not having a good system of right? checks and balances. Wow. They need to check themselves. And We nope, were at nope, Cafe nope. Rio around the same time, different ones than Tyler. I got grilled chicken, which is probably more than the shredded, I'm assuming. And everything was packaged up. And she said, what would you have? I said, uh... Uh, this and this and a chicken burrito. What kind of chicken? Oh, right away. Grilled. Oh, man. Right away. Oh, is just... grilled chicken more? Yeah, I think oh, it's it a dollar more. It's yeah. a dollar more. Yeah, they're of course just, I told them. They're just these Good karma two, in life, Just man. paying more. Karma's not real. They're just paying more money than <laughs> the they have momentum's to. momentum's not real. Yeah. So just... one of my, one of my, on this line, I was at um, an amusement park recently, and I was getting the churros, and I think I got like four or five of them, and I'm like ready to dish out, you know, my life savings for these churros. But there was like you had to get pick up the churros at one place and then go to another pay, place to play to yeah, pay place to pay. Oh my gosh, there you go. That's a tongue twister. Anyways, the person who was checking me out was like, "Oh, did you pay at the other spot already?" Oh. And I was like, "Yeah, I did." And they're like, "Okay, you're good." Oh, and let me walk away with five is churros. This smart what a to move! Be... Oh, no, that's is phenomenal. Because those churros are expensive, Ed. Those they're are very expensive. expensive. That is a phenomenal. Cassie got out of there with like fifty-three dollars in churros. Oh, I really did. I that's... really did. And I'm I was proud like, of this. I was like running away, like all like, <laughs> all like mischievous. Oh, oh. And I ran over to my sisters, and they were like, "What's wrong with you?" And I was like. These are free churros, oh, yes. so we ate them extra happily. I'm blessing oh, yeah. myself right now, saying prayers for. Oh both come of you. on, come prayer, on, Ed. prayers for both of you. Prayers come for on, both Cassie's of you. Cassie's doing it right. Oh no, Cassie's doing. Oh it yeah. Right. That's the right way oh, to do yeah. it. Uh, the other detail I wanted to ask you about from that Mark Davis picture, he had two $5 bills in his hand, <laughs> implying that he paid in cash. Uh, when's the last time you paid in cash for something? Not for those churros. Um, <laughs> I guess when's the last I, time you paid for anything should be the real question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't have cash ever. Yeah, that's the right answer. So here is what we couldn't figure out. Do we think Mark Davis carries a lot of cash, like $2,000, or he just has like $23 on him at any given time? He might have $23 at any yeah. given time. I think Maybe, we well, both probably that. 25 I think we both went with that. I couldn't. I couldn't. It's one or the other. He doesn't have like 107 bucks. He's either got like a ridiculous amount of cash just in his pocket that if it falls out, oh, that's a bad day for most people. Or he's got just enough to pay for his double, double it in and out or whatever. It always stresses me out. Yeah, when guys like just have like just cash like in their pocket. You know, like (laughs) you guys have wallets probably, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, but when people just have like wads of money and they just pull out of money and it's just like. There, where, where is the – it's chaos to me. It is. It's not ideal. Not ideal way to do it. All right, Cassie, uh, get out of here. Uh, hopefully your uh, mom is going to survive a year of Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. I'm going to steal some churros for her. Yeah, She'll be right. fine. There you go. She's Cassie Soto from the Review Journal. Thanks, Cassie. Thanks, Cassie. Bye. Uh, so there's churros. Cassie Soto. Oh, I'm, this is – I'm saying prayers for both. Those man. churros are delicious. I really am. They're super expensive. I am all on uh, board if given the got opportunity. got more to do on Sundays now when I start praying. Just take away. No, nah, don't uh, worry about it. I'll be fine. Don't, don't include you. No, You'll no, be fine. I don't need it. I'll be good. <laughs>
<laughs> I'll be good. You're like Seinfeld. No, everything bad happens to everyone. And he's like, yeah, but I'll be fine. Yeah, I'm good. Don't worry. All right, we got tickets to give away uh, to go see the Scorpions with special guest White Snake Friday, October 21st at Michelob Ultra Arena. We got a pair of tickets for you. 702-364-1100 is the phone number if you want to go see the Scorpions at Michelob Ultra Arena later this month. 702-364-1100. Be caller number six right now at 702-364-1100. I wish you guys could have seen him up close. I, like, I love this guy in the fourth quarter. His, the look in his eyes, um, the, conversa- the short conversations that we have, the determination, um, I just feel like we're going to go down the field and score. I mean, I really do. Um, he's going to make it work. Um, so credit to Matt. I mean, you see all these things that have been said about him. What he does in the fourth quarter is impressive. Congratulations to Dean. He won tickets to go see the Scorpions. Tosh won the six-foot sub from Porta Subs. And, uh, Ed, I've decided that you and my fiancé and Lindsay can all go and pay full price for everything for the rest of time. Me and Cassie are going to go steal churros right. okay. and double meat on nachos. Right. I feel bad for you. <laughs> you feel you know bad for things, me? You know what these things can uh, lead to. <laughs> what bad, is it going to lead to? Bad karma. You don't believe in karma. Karma's not real. There's no way. Lindsay, how do you feel about me saying karma's not real? Debauchery. I think you're leading a life of debauchery, and you're taking a huge risk and potentially taking some of us down with you. But you know what? Some of us are paddling on both sides of the boat. You me and Ed are paddling to. on both sides of the darn boat. Are, darn right we are. I'm not, I'm not uh, looking for it, but when the opportunity presents itself, I'm not going to pay double meat prices when I don't have to. Mm. You would have taken the churros, wouldn't you? A hundred percent. You walk up and say, hey, uh, did you pay for these yet? Of course I did. But that's it's a little different because. Oh, you're on my side. Let's go. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on neither of your sides. Your fiance. She would make me pay for it. Offered yeah. double meat. She offered that fact. Yeah, yeah. She told them that. She they did them. not ask. She, she was not she, asked a direct question like Cassie was. Yeah, Cassie lied to their face. Yes, that's took different. the churros. Yeah. I don't agree. I agree with your fiance absolutely, or by by saying double meat because she was honest. Yeah, yeah. But it is different when you offer something comparative to you're asked straight out, <laughs> "Did you pay for these down there?" And you look at the person and say, "Oh, yes, I did." <laughs> right? It's a little different. <laughs> They're both great. Both great ideas. On board with Cassie Soto there. Um, all right, I wanted to end the show. Uh, we have now seen video. Somebody gave it to TMV, TMZ or sold it to TMZ of Draymond Green punching. Jordan Poole. And it was um, a punch, by the way. If you haven't seen it, they're, they're standing, uh, I don't know, 10 to 15 feet apart. Uh, and then maybe they're talking to each other. I assume I they're talking assume to they're each talking other. talking some trash. And then Draymond Green walks up, kind of goes chest to chest with Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole sort of shoves him. And then Draymond Green punches him right in the face. In the face. And Jordan Poole falls to the ground. Um, yesterday... You were on the side of Jordan Poole's being cocky. My thought was, well, what if they just don't like Jordan Poole running his mouth a little bit? Why are they counting Jordan Poole's money? After seeing the video, we still don't know what was being said. You still on Draymond Green's side? No. Okay. No, the video. As usual, video makes it a lot different, right? Yeah. Than what you hear. No. I mean, I mean that, was, again, that was bad. Don't know what was said. No, but they're obviously talking to each other. But Draymond Green initiated the... He walked up to Poole. He right. went chest to chest with him. Poole tried to just shove him to get away. The original reports were not near as uh, 
I guess, damning towards Draymond as what we then saw right. in the video. And I would say this. Obviously, we can't hear them. Don't know what exactly was said. There's a chance Jordan Poole said something that crossed a line that would make you say, oh, you should get punched in the face. But nobody else in the video, like none of the other players or coaches, reacted until Jordan Poole got punched, which to me suggests that Jordan Poole didn't actually say anything that bad. Okay, like if he had said something no. atrocious – other people would have turned around and been like, Jordan, what the hell? There's a story out the first day, I think in The Athletic, that said he was going around talking about the money he was going to make and the pool, right? You saw that. The pool yes. he was going to build. Yeah. Like, you can all swim in my pool. It's going to be the greatest pool ever. Appa- according to the story now, it kind of got old. The joke kind of got old. So they just got tired of the joke? They got tired of the joke, and Draymond said something is, you need more new material, man. Now, if that's all it was, was about a pool joke. Then what's wrong with these two? Then what's wrong with these two? What's wrong with Draymond? <laughs> like, punching him in the face for that? I mean, For an old joke? For an old joke about <laughs> I'm building a nice pool because I'm about to get a lot of bag? Imagine how many people would get punched in the face if you got punched in the face every time you told a joke like three or four times or did something. Oh, like, people tell the same joke all the all time. The time. Yeah. The Especially Greens. new people they see and the old people I would be them. dead. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, so it can't be that, right? There's no way Draymond Green. I hope it wasn't Green... that he drew, punched him and drilled him like that over, you're not going right. to swim in my pool. There's no, yeah, there's no way Draymond Green was just upset at Jordan Poole making the same pool joke 10 times, 12 times, yeah. whatever. There's, there's just, I just can't imagine he I punched mean, him over that. This kind of stupid joke. I mean, it is, but you don't, you don't punch. No, you don't punch. No, I'm again, I, I changed. Once I saw the video, I, yeah. I went to your side. I changed my mind. I'm like, man. He decked him. Yeah. Uh, Trey Young tweeted this morning, Draymond's really trying to get to L.A. <laughs> Can you imagine him forcing his way out by punching his teammates and he's on the Lakers this year? That'd be phenomenal. And he fit right in, huh? Yeah. With all the uh, upheaval franchise and team right now. If he doesn't like Jordan Poole, what's he going to think of Russell Westbrook? That's what, was, that's what I meant. Westbrook and Beverly? Draymond Green's going to punch them yeah, both? Beverly would have much better jokes. Oh. He'd have much better jokes than you can <laughs> swim in my new pool. And he might actually do something that's worthwhile of getting punched <laughs> in the face, though. That's the key. Beverly might actually deserve it at some point.